the mystery of incarnation. Jesus the Word becomes man. The Gospel according to St. John chapter 1 verses 1 through 14. Gospel according to St. John chapter 1 verses 1 to 14. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God, whose name was John. The same came for a witness, to be a witness of the light that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to be a witness of that light. That was the true light, which lighted every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God even to them that believe on his name, who were born, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word was made flesh, and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And so, Father in heaven, we thank you for the gospel that we have read. And we say this word that has become flesh and become man and come all simply to save us and to engraft us into you. May this word be alive in us today and evermore in the name of Jesus. May everyone have a living semblance that the word has become flesh and dwelt among us. May Jesus dwell in us dwell in our hearts, dwell in our homes, dwell in our land this day and continuing. And receive the glory for the joy, the freedom, the liberation you have brought unto us. Continuing that we may bask in it until eternal glory. In Jesus' name we pray. The mystery of incarnation. Jesus the world made man. Jesus the Word made flesh. Jesus the Word became man. It's a story that has shaped humanity. It's a story that has changed the course of history. Today is 2016 AD. 2016 years in the year of our Lord. The whole of history has been shaped around him. The events that took place before his coming and the events that take place after his coming have found a center in Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. And that is why it is not a fable. It is not a story. The choir has dramatized several in different ways. It took place at a certain time, at a certain point. And we are given history in Luke chapter 2 when Caesar Augustus decreed for taxes to be paid. You can identify with it in history. 
You can identify with it in location. You can identify with it in time and in eternity. And so as we read through the drama of the events that has shaped the cost of mankind and the cost of nature, there are up to 300 prophecies concerning Jesus coming to become flesh. Right from Genesis, when man fell, to when the seed of Abraham was brought to the rescue. And so in Genesis 22 verse 18, we're already hearing from our second lesson that the seed of Abraham, out of a seed, shall all nations be blessed. And then in 740 BC, Isaiah prophesied, Unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. The government shall be upon his shoulders. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And of the increase of his government, there shall be no end. And he shall reign on the throne forever. And right on to Micah, 710 BC, prophesied again, out of Bethlehem, Judah, shall he who will sit on the throne come and proceed. And so through all, see, when we arrived into the New Testament, we are made to understand in our lesson in Luke that he came. He came in a manger. He came lowly. He came with no room in the inn. He came. In Luke chapter 2 verse 7, we learned that she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in a swaddling clothes and put him in a manger. Why? Because there was no room for him in the inn. And so right from even his point of coming, men have already begun to take signs and decisions. And we read in John chapter 2, he came to his own and his own received him not. They said they were too busy. We are too busy with our frolicking. We are too busy with our dancing. We are too busy with our partying. There's no room anywhere enough for you, the owner of the stall and the owner of the universe. There's no room. Only to share with animals. To share in a manger. Alas, they did not know who was coming. They did not know who has come. And they did not know that he had come to set them free from their bondages from their lifestyles, and from all the things that had held them down, traditions, and the effects of the bound of the enemy. He came, and the world, and his own, did not receive him. I do pray that today, as he has come, as he keeps coming, and we are reminded in the Christmas message, he will find room in our hearts and in our lives in the name of Jesus Christ. Why did he come? Why did he come? Why did Jesus become man? Why did he become flesh? We are told in Matthew that there was only one singular purpose. In Matthew 1.21 that he would save his people from their sins. Joy to the world. 
Glory to God in the highest. Peace he will bring to men on earth. And goodwill. That's why he came. That's why he came. That's the primary purpose why he came. And that's why Jesus has been searching. Right from creation. When man fell. And that was our first lesson. A man fell. God has been searching for man. God has been looking for a way to reconcile us back to him. To let us be back in the image in which he created us, male and female, in his likeness, which we lost at the Garden of Eden. They bring the bank theory. They bring the theory of evolution. They bring the theory of reincarnation. They bring the theory and tell you that man just evolved. That we just transcend from a lower being to a higher being. And then if you came before as a lizard, you will come again as a snake. If you go as a snake, you'll come back as a dog. And when you live as a dog, you'll come back perhaps as a monkey. How many of those who propounded the theory have evolved? And in which stage are they remaining now? These are all stories to see shut out. Yet, the creation and the fall and why Jesus had to come back again. And so, he came to his own. And his own then did not receive him. They didn't understand him. They didn't know him. We are made to understand that when he was going near Jerusalem, in Luke chapter 19, verse 11, they thought that the kingdom would now immediately appear. And each of them began to take positions. They were full of their own ambitions. They were full of their own thoughts. They still had aspirations. They had their life to live. So they thought. And so one said, I will be at your right hand. The other said, I will be at your left hand. They had plans. They had programs. There was no room in their plans and programs for Jesus' plan and Jesus' entry. And he began to tell them, because they thought the kingdom would immediately appear. And said, no, the Son of Man is going to a far country as a nobleman. He will receive a kingdom and then he will return. And when he returns, he will come to take account. But before he goes, he called the servant and said, Occupy till I come. So, men have been full of their own devices. We've been full of our own way of life. Prophets had come. Judges had come. The law was written. But none of them was able to make a change and reform man. There's this popular saying we have heard. God formed man. Sin deformed man. The world tries to make man conform. Religion only tries to reform man. It is only Jesus Christ who can transform man. Every other thing and every other activity and every other living and every other individual and every other title and every other acquisition you have made and there is still no room in your heart for him who came to set us free is still a loss. It's a waste. A quantum waste. It's still vanity. It's still living outside the purpose why he came. And so that was what Jesus came. God became man and took upon himself the form of flesh that he may go through all that we are subject to 
and yet without sin. And what was his singular purpose? That he will enter our lives and that we can open up to him and we will embrace him and therein will be set free, reconciled back to God. Peace with our Father. Goodwill to live. Joy that does not depend on the situation. That's why he came. And so this same light came and when it shines into darkness, the darkness does not overcome. The darkness does not prevail. The darkness does not withstand him. He came that all men might through him believe. I ask you a question. He came to his own. His own did not receive him. Perhaps because they did not know why he came. Perhaps because they wanted to use him to their own ends. Perhaps because they wanted to use him to fight the Roman Empire. Perhaps because they thought this was a time to now enlarge their own name and fortune. And use the name of Jesus as a talisman. And then whatever you do, once you mention the name of Jesus, then you have heard it. He came. And he's still coming. He has come again in Christmas season, which is our remembrance. These things do in remembrance of me. That's why you are talking about it again now. Has Jesus come into the inn of your heart? Is there a room that has received him? Have you been playing church? Have you been walking your own days? Have you been counting the year day by day and making your plans and programs and ticking out the ones that have gone on and the ones that have not yet been wrought out? Thankfully, he has led us from beginning of the year to now. We have heard of so many terrible things this year. There have been loss of lives. There have been loss of property. There have been accidents by air, by road, and several of the things. This year has been very difficult and terrible for many. A lot of challenges. A good number of people here have not been paid their November salary. If you are working at the teaching hospital, UNTH. If you are working at orthopedic hospital, you have not been paid for two months now. If you are working in some of the federal parastatas in Enugu here, and even around the nation, they have not been paid. Challenging times. But is that where all your hope had lain? Have you been counting your life based on the things that have been achieved and not achieved? He has come again. He has come to enter into our lives. To enter into the darkness and recesses. And wherever he enters, the situation is never the same anymore. May that be the same with your life in the name of Jesus Christ. He shines into the darkness of our heart. He shines into the darkness of our way of living. And none of us by any means, by any status, by any of the ways of religion. You know, we talked about religion trying to reform man. And religion is a way of man seeking to meet with God. But Jesus is beyond religion. Jesus is beyond that. Jesus came seeking man. He came in the Old Testament. When in the Garden of Eden, we are told that God in the cool of the day, Genesis 3.8, will go to meet with man. He came to companionship. He came for fellowship. He came that you might be created in his image, conform with him, commune with him, drop your cares upon him, and receive the joy of fellowship with your heavenly Father. Even if you have no cobra in your pocket. And thankfully this Christmas with the recession, I'm not sure the reason for your Christmas is that you are going to buy new clothes. 
Children may not see new clothes around this time. Hallelujah. All the same, Christmas will come and go. It's a week away. And it's not the amount of new clothes that has made a change anywhere. If it were the fashions that we usually displayed, perhaps they won't be around this time. If your reason for Christmas has been a time of ceremonies and celebrations, then you are still empty. Because after it's come and gone, you remain where you are. There is a vacuum. There is a recess in the heart of every man and woman. Old and young. That except that light has shone into the darkness of your heart. You are still playing religion. You are still coming to church. You are still in your sins. You are still a subject unto the powers of the enemy and the darkness. Your name is not yet found in the book of life. And you are living as a creature, just any other created being. The cock, the goats, the sheep that were bleating during the choir carol, as it were. That's your level of living. But he came to elevate us back from being a creature, back to being sons and daughters of God. If anyone here is still mistakenly not having a place in the room of your heart for him, this time around, the reason why he came is not the celebration. It's not the titles that usually go around this time. It's not the cultural revival. It's not giving away in marriage, your daughters and your sons getting married. They're all good, but they're all events of life that any other mortal man can do. The ones they can do is the reason why he came. He came to save us from our sins. He came to make us lighten up with God. He came to make us not just move in motion, daily existing, and not having the breath of life in us. The Bible says in Genesis 2, 7 and 8, that when God found man, man was just empty. Man was just an entity. Man was nothing. And he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. That's what made you and I alive. But again, there is another breath of life. You became a living soul. You have a body. Your mind is now overworked and sometimes overactive. You rationalize everything. You tell yourself, when I get older, when I retire, that's when I will consider the reason why Jesus came. For now, let me run my own program. That's your mind at work. Except you have another breath. The breath that Jesus gives, you will remain yet in your sins and die in the same. You may have come to so many Christmas carols and celebrate. Yet, there is no change. And you will just go the way that I got. Our sheep are gone. The only difference now is that your soul will be in torment. Because as a place of hellfire, which Jesus himself also spoke about, that men may escape for their lives and run to him and hold on him, the only living and true Savior. And so, if Jesus came unto his own, and his own received him not, but as many as received him, he gave them the power. You don't learn it. You don't acquire it. You don't inherit it from your family lineage. You don't get civilized into it. No. As many as humble themselves and understand I am missing life, whether young or old, male or female, if Jesus has not yet lit my heart, 
If I haven't yet opened the in of my heart unto him, as many as now make up their mind and receive him, he gives them power. That power is transformative. That power changes you entirely. Gives you peace. That passes all understanding. And assures you that you are reconciled to God your Father. That power gives you the witness in your heart to know that you are now a child of God. In other words, before then you are just a creature of God. Gives you a name among the firstborns. The Bible told us that Mary gave birth to her firstborn son. This empower now makes your name reckon within heaven. In other words, before then, you are just walking around, not matriculated, not known in heaven as a name, as a person. You are just one of those who happen to have been created. What a miss. What a life. And you may have acquired names and status and title. Today, again, sit down and reflect. As many as receive him, he gives them the power. That power can only come from him when you have let open the in of your heart, of your life, and asked him in. He gives them the power to become the sons of God to them that yield their allegiance to him. Praise the Lord. That's why he came. That's why he has been announcing his coming. Thousands of years before his coming in Genesis. In all manner of ways, he has announced his coming. And all he's saying, and he sent a forerunner, who was not that lie, but who was a witness, and said, prepare the will of your heart for his coming. The greatest reason and gain of Christmas is that he came to save us from our sins and to reconcile us back to our Father, the Creator. You can now know that God is no longer having a weapon of anger hanging over your head. And that's the greatest tragedy. That we can celebrate many Christmases. We celebrate with new clothes. We celebrate with rice. Now there's no more rice around as it were. The one you find can be the local rice. And you find it at a high cost. It will take the whole of your monthly salary or half of it to get that. So now don't you reflect. As many as allow a room for him. He will save them from their sins. He will reconcile them. And his name is Wonderful. Your life will become wonderful in the name of Jesus. His name is Counselor. He gives a guide through the path of life. Because you cannot walk alone on your own wisdom. His name is the mighty God. And what does he mean to be mighty, great and strong? In Luke 18, 27. He said the things that are impossible with men are possible with God. And in Luke 1, 37, he says, There shall be nothing impossible with him. Are there things that have seemed impossible with you? Is one of them the fact that you are not able to live right with God? There are no impossibilities with him. He's a mighty God. That's why he came. The many ramifications of our needs in spiritual, in earthly matters. He came to fulfill them. His name is the everlasting Father. He who stays around forever. In John 1.14 it says, The word was made flesh and dwelt among us. 
And when you open the room of your heart for him, he dwells within you. He deposits his spirit in you. And now you can also have a witness making that he dwells in there. The seed of Christ gets in you. And you begin to germinate his lifestyle. And live beyond whatever things are a hindrance and a crop here in the world. He dwelling among us. No longer in the physical now. He has gone to heaven to receive the kingdom and sits on the right hand of the Father. He will come again. The why is away. For as many as have received him, he is born anew in their hearts. Ever staying, everlasting Father, who can suffice for you, and who is there to care and support you. And his name, also, we are made to understand, is the Prince of Peace. And he says, Peace I give unto you, not as the world gives give I unto you. In the world you may have tribulation. In the world you will have difficulty. In the world you will have recession. I'm sure there are people who are sitting here now and doing mathematics and wondering how shall this next one week be? With no money in my account, with no salary paid, with nothing that is forthcoming, my children, things are hard where they are. Some people are busy calculating you will go beyond next week in the name of Jesus. He gives you such peace that does not depend on the circumstances. He gives you such peace that lasts beyond the night and the day. That lasts beyond whatever you encounter. That's what you are missing if you haven't got him right in there. And I do pray that as you receive him, the light will shine in your heart. Shine in your family. Shine in your pathway. And make you truly celebrate a Christmas that is born anew in your heart. That's what the first Christmas represented. That's what it still represents. Every other thing that we do then is an addendum. And may the grace of God help you if you are still hearing. Old or young. And there is no exception. He chose angels. Lowly angels. And chose shepherds. Lowly shepherds. To announce his birth. You would have thought he would go to the Magi. The three wise men. They came. They left their boat. Because they had seen his star. They knew a difference that had risen in the horizon. And they came to worship him. And ascribe glory to him. Even though yet in a manger. But he came through shepherds to announce his coming to the whole world. Joy to the whole world. And so old or young. You have all the means or you are not. All that he has come to do is to give you a semblance of coming back to the same image in which you can be like God our Father and receive express entrance into his presence and receive the protection and support of an everlasting Father and have peace that does not depend on circumstances. And so as we celebrate and as we go through this period, I invite you among all things and above all things, receive him into your heart. Receive him into your life. Receive him into your home. Receive him into your program. And let him guide the things you go through. If you are saved, he will not allow you to be put to shame. He's equal to his words. None of his words falls to the ground without accomplishment. And he has come for you as a person. So, today, no longer play Christmas. No longer play religion. Open the heart and let him come in. That is the greatest message of Christmas. That is the joy of his coming into the world. And whenever his second coming is, whenever he returns, 
you shall be waiting, ready to yet send with him in glory and in joy in the name of Jesus Christ. And if you have already encountered him, remember the five hours of this period of Christmas. Remember that Jesus Christ is the reason for the season. It's not the rice. It's not the fashion. It's not the celebrations. It's not the cultural revival in many places. Some even go to the point of reviving occultic practices, paganic practices. And they all arrive around this period. It's not just the holidaying that you have around this period. And because of our civilizing, because men still don't have room in their hearts and in their programs for him. In America, in England, they are beginning to remove Merry Christmas. They say, don't say Merry Christmas. Don't specialize it. Don't particularize it. Don't associate it with religion or with spirituality. Just begin to say, happy holiday. Happy holiday. That's it, the same practice of men. So the reason for this season is not elongated holiday. The reason for the season is Jesus Christ who came to bring life and to bring peace and to bring joy to hearts that have hung low and who thought there's no other way out. The impossibility is receive a turn in him when you embrace him in full. Remember that Jesus Christ is the reason for the season. What do you do when you remember? Rejoice. Rejoice if he has set you free. Free from sin. That's the greatest bondage anyone can be in. Free from slavery. That's the greatest slavery anyone can be in. If anyone has not personally acquiesced, personally asked him to come in, yielded the allegiance to him, speak whatever English. And people have spoken much more grammar. Get whatever level of achievement. Yet you are lost. The greatest thing in your life is still missing. What shall it profit a man? How many Christmas seasons will you celebrate if you gain the whole world and lose the peace of your soul? It's all going around the same thing. And so remember that Jesus Christ is the reason for this season. Rejoice! Because he has set you free. Reconciled you with God the Father. And made you one of the commonwealth of Israel. Made you a member of the household of God. Made you one who has been upon the foundation. And who has the hope? And whom he is building a place of return to. And while you are still on the journey on earth here, he is able to see you through every of the thorns and twists in the name of Jesus Christ. And as you rejoice, reflect upon sin. And reflect it in your living. Radiate the same message. Joy, love, peace. And reach out to others by the same token. That's the five hour of Christmas. That's the summary of Christmas. This same message of liberation, of joy, of peace, of modernity. Reach out to others in the same. And let it be a time when you can also make heaven shine into the hearts of many. And not just the time you will give out cups of rice. I'm sure this time around you won't have many cups of rice to dole out. There won't be many bales of clothing to give out. Even if you are buying loaves of bread, you will reduce them drastically this time around. So why don't you prioritize? I will give people any of the things I have, but above all, I will try and reach out to them in love and give them Jesus and give them the joy that can make their hearts and set them free. And that will be the greatest Christmas you will celebrate in unison and in thankfulness to him. And part of our Holy Communion dictum usually says, May we who share Christ's body live his risen 
life. This is the time to reach out and radiate that. Reflect it. Let people see that joy. Not just in the material acquisitions. Not just by the way you try to make ends meet and corner money right, left and center. Christians even do that, I know. You count and say, look, I'm short of what I need to make up here. And you are so cut corners. May that not be your priority this time in the name of Jesus Christ. We who drink his cup, may we bring life to others. That's the season of Christmas. May we tell them what the true life is. And may we truly be happy in so doing. And we whom the spirit lights, may we give light to the world. Shall we bow our heads to pray? He shall call his name Jesus. Because he shall save his people from their sins. He came unto his own. His own did not receive him. When he came, he was laid in a manger. Because there was no room for him at the inn. Has that been your life all this while? No line. No plan. No space. In your heart. In your program. In your year affair. For him. This is the time. Don't let it pass you by anymore. But as many as received him. To them give he the power. To become. The sons and daughters of God. That power can come. That power is real. That power is true. That power is affirmative. That power brings peace. That power sets you free in the inner man. And makes you live with God. Irrespective of the circumstances. Are you here this morning? All heads bowed. And all eyes closed. And you want to be able to let him in. Into your heart. You have celebrated Christmas previously. But still in your sins, still in your old way of life, still with your ambitions, still with your plans and program. Are you ready to tell him this time, come in, give me the peace. I want to enjoy companionship with you as a counselor. I want you as everlasting father to dwell within me and give me that privilege of being your child. If that is your desire, please raise your hand wherever you are. Just raise your hand where you are. We'll pray together with you. And there's nothing to be ashamed about it. I can only see a few of the children's hands. That is the greatest thing that can happen to you this Christmas. Please raise your hand where you are. I want the peace that he gives. And I want the joy that he brings. And I want the reconciliation that he gives. I have been playing Christmas without the reason being in my life. Shall we pray? With your heart you believe unto righteousness. And with your mouth you make confession unto salvation. And as many as shall call upon his name shall be saved. With their hearts, repeat this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I thank you. You love me. You came on Christmas to save me from my sins. You came to die upon the cross to set me free. Lord, I present myself this morning. Whole and entire. And I ask you. Forgive me of my past. I repent of my past life. And of my sins. And I submit to you. I surrender to you. Come into my life. Be my Lord. And my Savior. Give me the power. To be a child of God. Thank you. As you hear me. And wrought this miracle. In my life. In Jesus name. 
Lord, as many as receive you, you give them the power to become your children, who are born not of flesh, not of blood, not of the will of man, but by your power. Almighty God, this change no one can understand. But it is you who transforms lives and hearts, and they are changed permanently, reconciled with you, old, forgiven, forgotten, pardoned, and wiped away. Almighty God, may this be the lot of these ones, Older and younger in the name of Jesus Christ. Let the joy that passes all understanding, unspeakable, and the peace that you grant, and the witness of the Spirit that will belong to you, be theirs now in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, as you write their name in the book of life, grant them grace to walk through the remaining of this period, and especially this Christmas season, seeing joy well up in their lives, being lights reflecting to the rest of the world, and living for you all the days of their lives to the glory of your name. In Jesus' name we pray. And for the rest of us, Father, we pray, grant us this day, as we yet celebrate Christmas, not in the usual flamboyance that we used to, the economy does not allow that this time. We don't have the excess of money. We don't have the excess of goods and material. We can't even price them as it were. Even the food materials look quite out of reach as it were. But Lord, restore to us, even as we have sung severally today, the real essence of the season, which is Christ himself coming to bring and set man free and to bring us back in terms with you and to make us joyous in you as sons and daughters of the most high God who are servants of God and who are reunited with their father with this joy radiating in our heart may we radiate same to environment in the name of Jesus may we be content in the name of Jesus Lord fulfill us spiritually fulfill us in every other area of living in the name of Jesus Christ and father as we reach out to others may we light the world. May we present a light in the darkness, in the doom, and wherever they have sunk back to areas that have darkened their lives and their history. Lord, may they be set free and may yokes be broken in the name of Jesus Christ. May reconciliation occur as a result of using us as instruments. Lord, of being your messengers this time around. And as you really celebrate this period, take us through. Provide for us miraculously as you are the mighty God as you are he to whom there is nothing impossible whether with money coming from salary or from any source we expect or not Lord you will surprise us over this period and leave us with a testimony of provision that is not accountable by any human means in the name of Jesus Christ Thank you, Lord, for preservation of our life and our testimony. And as we celebrate the joy of Christmas, may your name be glorified. Glory to God in the highest and remaining upon us, peace and goodwill to all who sincerely seek you and radiate from our lives. In the name of Jesus we pray.